episode 34 as always joined by sporting panda how are you doing mate you are joined by me and i'm doing okay thank you yeah only okay what's been up this week uh no i wouldn't say a lot i would say i'm tepid like my central heating system which isn't firing on all cylinders and also like the market mm. i would say tepid all around to be honest tepid all around and i'm someone a- you know i'm you know i've often called myself a nerve synapse you know i fire or i don't I like, you know, I like one thing or the other. So tepid. Yeah, can be a bit boring, but there you go. Then again, you know, you've been moaning to me all week around. You've had a little bit, a, a, a slight drop of engagement levels. So no, I mean, not I you, think my but... exact words were like, Come I on, think Twitter's, me. the timeline's been quiet. Ah, oh, okay. And I think you... it, it feels quite quiet. Um, mm. I'm looking around Slack and Discord. You know the amount of DMs yeah, and stuff, yeah, and yeah, yeah, I don't know. I think people no, I think are just that's kind fair. of taking a. I think people were taking a breather after Black Sunday, aren't I, they? I think I think they are. And he had a go at me on Sunday because Uncle Richard visited me, and he said, "You know, why am I as the layman? Why am I as used as an example?" And uh, you know, because I'm painting him out to be some kind of moron. Um, you know, that's not that's not too. He didn't fair. like that, did he? He didn't like it at all. No, although I was trying to explain all the books to him, uh, but. It's he's a good example because he said, you know what, I've actually taken the app away for a couple of days to let things settle down after Black Sunday. So I do think some of the tep, you know, I do think, um, sorry, I should have finished that sentence. I think you're on the right lines. Maybe there's a touch of disengagement, but obviously putting out my tweet for the questions today is probably of great surprise to you that we're at 50 again. Yeah. So the power of the panda is he still has some pull wherever whenever he has pull the half century yeah. panda you know they used uh, to call me fig i don't know no, the prince of popular culture <laughs> just reminding myself that yeah which is topical because today later on in the show we've got a popular culture quiz can i be That's- totally honest i'm shitting myself about it well i'm what you can always chop it out are you worried and- for me I honestly am worried for you. I mean, this came about for people that haven't heard the show recently. Everything we discuss in popular culture, you seem to have a bit of a block on. And I'm struggling to work out what you did as a child, apart from <laughs> produce podcasts and do all your clips um, on your on your little MacBook Pro, whatever you had back in the day. But uh, so, yeah, we're, we're, I'm going to test this today. And there's 10 que- – we're not doing 20 because this is – this podcast is becoming – so far away from football windows. <laughs> so uh, we're just going to do 10 questions today. And if oh, you score God. over them five, so that's six or above to be clear, and then I will donate £50 to charity. Wow. But I'm wow, pretty wow. confident that you will fall flat on your face today. And do I have a forfeit if I... Oh, there's, there's no, there's no <sighs> loss for me. Um, I think it's like, yeah, you've got no downside on it. A bit like my Jude Bellingham trade earlier in the, uh, earlier in the season. <laughs> <laughs> there's minimal downside on you playing this game fair enough fair enough yeah. so um, um yeah have you been doing much trading in the last week uh, anything anything new anything moving around not you know not not really um i probably would link myself to a thread out there i'm going to do some thread dropping today um because i think there's about five or six really good threads that people can educate themselves with and you don't have to agree with them all but i just think it's useful to read insight from other people's you know thoughts and processes but one of them was from uh, lee b a friend of the show and you know i'm probably in his camp i've been a little bit reluctant to jump in to this five times ipd market um i think i said to you fomo has been replaced with foci 
And I don't know if you know Fade Side. Do you know what that stands for? I don't, but yeah, I think I feel like you made it up. Because <laughs> I made it up. In the trading world and circles that I operate, FOSI is, you know, it's one of the world's leading acronyms. It's called, <laughs> it's, it's fear of staying in. Right, yeah? got it. So fear of missing out has become fear of staying in. Sure. And I'm not very happy in that market climate. And mm. there's just this self cannibalization in the community. And, Everyone thinks they work for FI and are putting forth their opinions. And I, it's a little bit hypocritical because we do that too. But, um, every week. You know, every week. Yeah, so I'll take that at the pinch of salt. But everyone thinks they're on the board and they're trying to propose these suggestions and how things are going to be fixed. And everyone's jumping off of trades. I mean, people are going down for goals. And I just think the elasticity or volatility the five times IPDs introduced has led to a bit of an artificial market. So even if I wanted to trade in play, I'd be a little bit scared to judge and base the patterns I'm seeing, you know, um, that I'm seeing now for future trading, because this is a very unusual environment we're trading in. Um, you know, Son last week was a good example and Hammers on, on the 1230 game. So long way of answering your question, I haven't moved too much away from my overall philosophy and my trading style. Um, so I haven't done a lot of trading this week, but I am keeping you no know, closer, closer on the market. Can I put the question back to you and ask you your trading? You know, um, just, uh, would you say you've been active in, in the market uh, i wouldn't say i've been active um mm, mm. i've done a couple of things i haven't done any in-play trading i've moved a couple bits and bobs around uh tried to build a couple players that i've wanted to build a bit more but i, I guess to your point about the i guess false market that this has created it's a strange one isn't it because for me I'm probably unhappy in the current market state in terms of what's actually been going on in terms of com comparatively to what I have in my portfolio, if that makes sense. But I, I also understand it. So I understand people trading for 10, 10, uh, the 5x of player dividends because they are so big. Oh, they're so um, lucrative. Absolutely. So, so lucrative. Go for them. Absolutely. You know, Brilliant. If you see Son scoring four goals, like... Oh, the, what did he return last week? Was it um, 28 plus... Was it 28 68 plus 40? 68p? Yeah, something like that. Something like, Absolutely I mean, ridiculous. On a crazy. player I like already. So if you did want him, what an excuse to buy. You know, I'm, yeah, so I don't blame people at all for buying certain uh, players for the IPD. Yeah, and I think, um, but, but I guess one of the things I, I mentioned in my thread that you mentioned, mm -hmm. kindly mentioned. Um, I didn't mention your thread. I mentioned Did Lee you Lee's. not? You no. should have mentioned it. It was the best one, right? So It was a very good thread. And I'd, I'm you know what I'm like, I'm reluctant to give you credit, but that was a good thread. <laughs> <laughs> good i'll take good yeah, um, okay but i think one of the things that people are really struggling to grasp is the kind of yeah. long-term nature of football index and mm -hmm. i think that's definitely been accentuated by these 5x play uh 5x dividends or 5x in play dividends rather and i think people just really struggle to see past like four weeks two weeks one week one day why do you think there's such an issue panda is it something that people just aren't used to doing because they're mm. used to placing a bet mm. and it's over mm. after 90 minutes or is it a more human psychology thing or is it something that fi are continuing to perpetuate probably you know like like i i use this phrase most weeks you know in life things aren't often black and white there's always you know kind of sliding grayscale to things and it's probably a combination of most of a lot of those factors um, you know, you've got some human element of people panicking um, and jumping off trades. And it's not a very nice feeling if you're not accustomed to it, watching a player drop down two, three, four, five, six P, seven P, eight P, et cetera, et cetera. And then you get that 
cycle and that loss aversion that kicks in. It's it's probably a little bit of football index with their five times IPD and people chasing that. Um, some of it was timing, I think, last week. You know, pre-deadline, there was a big explosion on a player because you had a good chance he was going to win PB. I, I think it's a, a touch of this perfect storm. Um, some of it's on the black at the back of Black Sunday. So I think that... That's brought some anxiety and, and nervousness into the index. And I think people are looking in absolute terms rather than percentages, as we said last week. So they're more comfortable operating lower, you know, in the lower end of the market because psychologically it doesn't feel like they're losing that much money. But actually you go from three pounds to two pounds. That's a significant percentage um, or 33%, isn't it? Versus 10 pounds to eight pounds, which is only 20%, but 10 to eight maybe feels bigger. So you've got all these factors in there. I think it's it's it has been distorted though from the IPD offer, and I think that has incentivized short term trading. Um, so a bit of all to answer your question. Do you agree yeah. with that? Yeah, no, I bit definitely of a do. There from me. Yeah. No, no, no. I thought it was really good. I think the the point about the playing the percentages and people being mm. scared by a ten percent drop on a, an expensive player. Mm. Um, mm. It is is definitely correct. I mean, um, h- how have you? How, I mean, one of the questions I wanted to ask, like, we obviously only got to off the cuff react to yeah. the last announcement because, of course, the announcement was as soon as we published the last Thursday yeah. episode. But yeah. that did really yeah. well. I mean, about four thousand people watched. I think on on Twitter and other they were live. We record numbers. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Um, but you know, what have you made of the, the that mechanic since it's yeah, been implemented? F- fairly happy with it. I, I think I put a tweet out last week. It, it it felt a touch extreme to me, but I'd be more. I think I prefer them adding this sort of strength and stability to it, and it feeling a touch artificial and underpinned. And we will slowly, you know, slack off and and loosen it over time when we reach certain market caps or or market makers arrive and players are still dropping. You know, you can still have quite healthy drops on players um, through list through, through the listing mechanism. So it doesn't really worry me too much. I've always had sympathy for short-term traders. Like for me, I'm more of a medium to long-term trader. I do, I do do a little bit of uh, short-term trading, but I'm more medium and long-term. So like a financial statement balance sheet, the price is a snapshot in time. I kind of feel that way with my players as well. You know, if they are down a pound or two, I'm, Three years is an awful, awful long time. You know, prices move a lot in a month. Narrative can change so quickly in football, in the footballing world, never mind football index. So just because a player's down, you know, if I've got three years to execute some of the sale sale orders, I'm not panicked at all if they go up and down. It's just that price at that given moment. Um, I don't plan to sell, so it doesn't really worry me too much. You know, I mean, it's collect the dividends. And if it has dropped and it's still an attractive price in three years, I will simply recycle, you know, worst case, if I really make a balls up of it um, and then I sell and buy back on the spread, then so be it, to be honest. And I've got them for another three years. So I'm not too concerned with the the short term volatility on prices. I had um, Perry FI on the podcast yeah. we recorded yesterday and it's yeah. going out this yeah. weekend. He's, you know, former investment banking COO. Is he? Is he? Like, yeah. What, Super chief, smart guy. Really? Chief, yeah. oper- chief operating officer. Yeah. Yeah. He's worked for a variety of banks. He's, he's a coup, is he? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's what they're known as. I used to interview a few coups back in the day. I don't know. I don't know, mate. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't think they're knows in that. Um, anyway, um, he 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 yeah. was he said something really interesting, which was like, I yeah. don't. He, he was like, I don't pay attention to the portfolio value that much. He's he's got yeah. a pretty large portfolio. I, I don't think he'll mind me saying, but he was saying I'm only worried about player prices that I'm looking to exit 
soon if they drop. He's yeah. like, well, if there's a player that I've bought and they drop you know, before my target price, I don't really mind as long as I still believe that they're going to get to that uh, price. And he, um, he, he referenced like traditional, uh, trades that he'd made at institutions that he worked at before where he was like, we're buying at a thousand and we're selling, we've got an agreed sale in a year's time for 2000, right. On a, on a bond or whatever it may be, some debt, whatever it may be. Um, and he'd get pulled in by his head honchos and be like, well, why have you, you've bought this and it's down to 500 now you've you've cost us a million quid here and he'd have to try to explain to these very smart chief execs at these big investment banks or or commodities trading firms or whatever trading firms and he'd have to say well actually we haven't sold and we've agreed to sell it in a year's time at that price um so we haven't lost any money because we haven't sold yet and i, I really think that that was I like think, a, i think i think the term in the financial world is that the notional value that you calculate at that moment in time so you know like you do fx gain or losses on a PL. yeah um, so yeah so as he's saying he hasn't he hasn't that's just the position when he yeah. reports it at these moments in time yeah and i think um people need to start viewing some of their holds in a in a far longer uh time scale i think the the kind of uh green uh and blue is really clouding people's judgments and people should just be looking at the buy price and and what they can sell for and i think people are getting i don't know why more than ever more concerned by the green and i think one of the things that we've said and i've said on this podcast and in the videos for the last two years probably is like if you concentrate on those green numbers, you are categorically going to become a worse trader. Well, look, listen, though, Fig, this is an education piece, right? Let, let's not let's not make a mistake. Let's not make any mistakes here. This product was built, I believe, heavily from social media and from the big green all-time PL on the front of the app. That's quite an addictive feature. So you live by the sword, you die by the sword. When you start moving that green number, which a lot of people rely on, then it's going to have an impact on them. When social media starts being slightly more negative, that's going to have an impact on the market and the product and the new investors coming in. So, you know, this was always going to be a very challenging period to to move away from that and introduce some volatility, which is why I think we've given them some, well, not that we saw it coming, but we've obviously questioned how they launched that with that mechanic. So you are right that like, Technically, you're right, but at the same time, I just wanted to add in that I understand completely why it's happening. I do feel sympathy because that middle green box has been used as a driving force in the market. Mm. You know, the all-time PL. It's been have built you- off of that. So when that drops, of course, that's going to have a negative impact. Mm. Have you seen what um, Football Index has tweeted today? No, I haven't. No. Um, I'll try and read it out to you. I don't, I don't know what exactly this entails, but they've retweeted, quote retweeted at 13.55 so that's one no 15.55 so 3.55 so that's 3.55 post meridian yeah clear (laughs) (laughs) and they retweeted a post from the 18th of june 2015 yes uh which was jack wilshire um and seems to be indicative of them celebrating their fifth birthday there's been a lot of rumors about deposit bonus or not no no deposit bonus first of all i want to ask you um there seems to be a bit of angst in the community surrounding deposit bonus or or not deposit bonus i want to ask you that question whether you not think if whether you think that's warranted or whether you think people should be trading for it and secondly should fi still be doing vague bits of comms even though they might not think it's comms through social media it is (sighs) 
That's a tricky one. That's a tricky one. I guess there's there's multiple parts to that question. Uh, I can't even remember now. You've you bamboozled me. Should they be doing vague comms and hinting at things? I don't know. Like I've got this is really weird. I'm quite. Uh, what's the word? Um, you know when you fluctuate moods, bipolar on it, but that's wrong because that's a medical condition. So sorry if you're suffering with that out there. But I, I just mean sometimes I think God, let's just get a life. Like let's have a bloody bit of sense of humour here. You know, <laughs> they're trying to introduce a bit of fun to social media. Sometimes we all take ourselves far too seriously, and we'll get caught up in these petty arguments. And like, what's the point? So sometimes I think it's quite funny and humorous, and, and why not use social media for some humour? But then other times I think, well, we're trying to move towards a serious product. People are going to hold money back. There are financial gains and losses. You've got to be straight, you know, straight laced and, and whatever that phrase is. So oh, I don't know. That's a bad answer. Really, I go back and forth. <laughs> probably upon consideration, maybe they shouldn't be. But, you know, if you're going to react to it, I don't know if I've got a huge sympathy for you anyway. Mm. Yeah, but, that's but, fair. Uh, is, it, is it fair, though, for us to be expecting a deposit bonus? I think you... No, you know, I, but I think like... I think it is because... you. You know, history's there to learn from. That's why the like precedent's history. there. But I think FI yeah. should just nip things in the bud more uh, easily and, and probably earlier. You know, yeah, like yeah. just come out first. But what about we're not doing one? one this month. I don't know. What or just it? say we're going to do one this month, or we're going to do one on this day, right? Um, yeah, but then I guess. But well, what difference does that make? I guess you're just not having that week or two of speculation and and withdrawing money. You know, because obviously yeah. I've got I've got my offshore bank on the on the kind of hold message in case we get the message through that there's a deposit bonus. <laughs> Um, so I guess, yeah, I don't know. Um, ah, oh, it's all a bit, all a bit rambly from us. Or maybe. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think, I think if just out of interest, I think there probably will be one. I've got no problem with it. I think the drops after a deposit bonus are, you know, people over amplify them and they say they're, they appear far worse than they are. And usually they're only about 24 hours and I think, no, yeah. I, I mean, I use them. I quite like them. Um, if we don't get one, we don't, but yeah, I think it's fair that people are holding a little bit back for them. Do you think we'll get one? Uh, I mean, after that tweet, probably. <laughs> Is that what it means? I thought it was to do with Jack Wilshire. I'm so not. What? I thought it was taking the pee out of Jack Wilshire. But, oh, no. No, no, no. I don't think so. It's five years ago. It's at 15.55. Oh, and did they do a deposit bonus on that day? I don't remember. That, I mean, I don't even... I, no, I don't remember. It's all about Jack Wilshire, though. Like, was what, that why even... I don't know, mate. Honestly. I clicked on that. What what link has Jack Wilshire got to a deposit bonus? I thought they might have sprained their ankle or something. Yeah, I don't know, mate. Honestly, <laughs> I have. I no don't get idea it. There. Um, all right, moving moving to football. Moving swiftly on, yeah. To football, has anyone impressed you in the first couple of weekends of, of football? Because obviously we didn't speak about it last week because of um, you know what was going on Black Sunday. Yeah, well, the it certainly wasn't. It's, us. It's, it certainly wasn't Manchester United. Um, oh god, they, they look like, terrible against Palace. Terrible. I feel you know. I was really interested to watch City on the Monday night because for those clubs that were involved in Europe, it's quite harsh, isn't it? Because they've not had huge conditioning and pre-season tours. You know, Liverpool had a really nice block to come out. Even though saying that, some of their players don't look absolutely at it, but certain clubs of that European competition had a proper pre-season conditioning and they've hit the ground running. Those clubs that played quarters, semis, finals of European competition. Um, you know they they haven't quite had it. Although just saying that in my head's popped up. I watched Munich last Friday night in the German, and they looked sensational. So what excuse? And they played in the final of the Champions League and won it. So what excuse do um you know do Manchester United have? But they don't. players, you know, I've enjoyed watching Everton and Hammers in particular. Mm, I think that's quality. I think we actually 
stated that before the game on Saturday. Well, I think we said we like Galan and um, and Hames and I, I think Corey. I think they're bad long term recruiting, but right now they make Everton a lot better. If that makes sense. Yeah, I think if that I structure the bit of quality of that final third, well, that's a cliche. I heard mostly Martin Keown saying that on commentary, but you know, I think Hames is more than you know, very talented footballer. So I thought Leroy Sane looked good on Friday night. I know, yeah, he, he looked, I mean, he doesn't look good for Bayern these days. Yeah, um, yeah. I was going to ask you something because I think I messaged you straight away as I saw the United um, lineup because I only watched the second half. But when I saw the lineup mm. and I saw Dan James, that felt to me, and I know we're going to get slagged off talking about Sancho, but I guess. Oh, God, we, we can't talk about. We've got a question on Sancho. So maybe, we, no, go maybe, on. maybe we just yeah. avoid the question. But like, that seemed like <laughs> a message to me, right? Um, From Solskjaer to the yeah, board. I, I, I think. I saw yeah. it as that way, and that was as someone who doesn't have as much of an invested interest as you yeah, and yeah, Sancho. Yeah. So if I saw that, and, and I still have this underlying feeling that he and um, Woodward don't actually get on that well. Well, I, th- I think, yeah, the the philosophy of the club, which is something I look for when I do transfer bets, you know, sometimes if you've got a club that are quite archaic and all over the shop with their transfers, I find it really hard to predict. But when clubs have got a bit of a vision and a philosophy – that's where I hone in on those squads and look at depth charts and look at weaknesses and try and piece potential targets together. And long story short, Oli, since he's come in, for all you can knock him on tactics, has had a bit of a vision, I think. You know, he's looked for British-based players. He's looked for them to be durable, to be fairly young, to have the right appetite. Um, he hasn't gone, he's gone away from the Zlatans and the Alexis and uh, Falcals, you know, the high-wage Schweinsteigers. So... We, look, we, we know Sancho fits the bill. I thought Fosu, Mensah and James was a message down that right-hand side. I think it was abysmal. I mean, all of their attacks were lops- lopsided and looked down, uh, were down the left. Um, so, yeah, I think it was a message, mate. I agree with you there. Yeah. And I think Oli said they don't want to recruit stopgaps. They want to recruit elite talent that will make the team better. And he's gone on record as stating that many times. So I think he's got every right to be pissed off with the fact that they can't even ship these guys out. You know, Roma wants Smalling, but they, they can't even do that deal. Like, they are so slow. It's mental, isn't it? I, I don't know who's kind of in charge of them there, but, like, it's no, no. it's not good. Uh, what did you make of them? Oh, sorry, did you have anything else to say? About? No, no, go on. No, it's no point. Everyone knows my thoughts <laughs> about that. And if there's a question later, I'll skip upon it. So we don't want to obsess about D- man. Did you watch Chelsea-Liverpool? Um, yes, I did. And the Kepper and the, the, the defence situation <laughs> rears its ugly head again. And this is, we, no, don't you know, we've us on the back, but something that you said. And probably, you know, we spoke about Czech, Terry, Carvalho, SCN, McAuley, Drogba, the spine of that great team back in the day. But even, even, even Conte spine, right? Or, or even Mourinho's yeah. second, second period, right? Yeah, you had yeah, Courtois, yep. Yep. Terry, yep. was it Cahill? Yes. Matic, yep. Fabregas, yep. Yep. Costa. And yeah, that's right. That's right. And I'm a big believer in particularly baseball, NFL and football, soccer. That you build up the middle. And hmm. I've said this before. So I just look at even United as well. I don't want to keep going back to those. But Chelsea United just look soft-centred yeah. and prone. And, you know, when you've not even got keeper like in place there, although they're getting one, I know Chelsea. But they bought one today. Yeah, Mendy, they just yeah. didn't look ready. I thought Timo Werner looked quite explosive and not yeah. just highlighting that dribble where he won the penalty where Thiago clipped him. But He's you know, so he, fast, isn't oh, he? Oh, he offers a lot of quality. He's and, so fast. It's scary. Chelsea, I think he's gotten faster. I think I think he has. He has. And, and, and Chelsea are a really good example of how messed up, in my opinion, not messed up, the football index market is at the moment. Because 
they we did the podcast after their first game, but for Kai Havertz and Timo Werner to drop heavily after their debuts when they didn't take a penalty, like that's just not right to me. You know, that's just people being so knee jerk and how that will fix itself. And I've said this before: forget FI, forget education, trade behaviour will correct this over time anyway. Stability will find this platform and product because what will happen is you're going to have a series of traders which buy Kai Havertz at 5.30 for that game Monday night. They're selling him off in a panic at £4.30 at 90 minutes and then they're noticing, hang on, he's back up to 4 90 after a good performance in the Premier League. And you're going to start to realise even the most ill-informed traders, and like they're going to realise, hang on, I should have just held because he'd have got back up to that price. And the more people that twig and start realising that it doesn't pay to panic sell, um, you know, that, that will lead to stability throughout the platform anyway. But um, that was a side point. So, yeah, no, I enjoyed Chelsea, uh, but they just it's going to take a little bit of time to gel there. I yeah. Think. Um, yeah, I Arsenal, just... were, Arsenal were good, you know. <laughs> I mean, first game we were. Yeah. West Ham, yeah. that was a terrible game. That's the worst Premier League game I think I've watched in... <laughs> I don't know how long. They looked all right yesterday against Leicester, though. Um, a few of the youngsters looked yeah, really good. That, that's a big blow for Leicester. Um, I don't know if it is, though, in, 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 in the in, League in, Cup. No, sorry, Indeedy. In yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He it's is huge, good. you know, like party. He he is so impressive, the numbers that he, you know, he, uh, he produces in that team, mm. what he gives them. Mm. Um, any other particular players that um, um, you know, I, I was really impressed by Tyreek Lamptey last couple of weeks right back yeah. to Brighton looks really really good uh, yeah, you mentioned yeah. Hammers yeah I mean Odegaard um, started and played we yeah, know my interesting. we know my love affair with him but then he had the Covid scare and you know he's had the patella tendonitis which Rafa Nadal has and not quite obviously got Season back to those levels career ending <laughs> yeah career ending although he started first game which is impressive I think we met Jude Bellingham starting. Yeah. Was, well, that was a hell of a statement. Looked good as well. I've um, always been more bullish um, on the minutes that I thought he'd play this season. Yeah. Um, because uh, yeah. I think he'll play some games in the front three at some points as well. Um, I don't... Th- well, you may be right. I don't think so. I mean, I'm only basing that off of an athletic article and kind of little bits I've seen in Birmingham fans I talked to. I was assumed he was going to rotate with um, Delaney. He's so bad, Delaney. Yeah, he's he so is. so bad at yeah, football. Yeah. Um, um, trying to think who else I've watched. I'll uh, tell you who I like a lot. Um, Podence or Podence. Oh, he looks good. Podence. That nutmeg on. Ke- I mean, Kevin De Bruyne as well. He looks fucking ridiculous. This oh, season. he. Well, he's probably the best soccer player in the world. But, but is it Podence? I get. Yeah, I get, Podence. Yeah. What do you make just before? I mean, actually, thighs, after, by the but way, he looks good. His thighs are like out of this world. He they looks are. good. The um, diameter on them. What, what do you make of Wolves' transfer activity? Ah, well, this is a good question because you can probably argue Semedo more so than uh, Fabio Silva, but, that you know, quite expensive and you probably could question it. Um, although I'm a massive fan of Fabio Silva, so I think he looks cheap, but maybe okay. Semedo's quite expensive. Probably, I don't know, give them a C plus, B minus for the transfer okay. activity. Mm. Jorge Mendes is uh, who, who would I give an A or who would I give an A or A minus to for their no one. activity this summer? Potentially Bayern. Yeah, but there's yeah. only Sane, wasn't it? It was quite limited activity. I should have done that, like a transfer window. You should you know, have done that. School exam <laughs> grading system. So I do that with the NFL draft. I kind of do. Uh, give grades. Oh, yeah. fair enough. But, fair enough. Um, anyway, well, anyone anyone else that you want to? No, I, I don't. I don't think there's anyone else I wanted to highlight. I think um, been an interesting movement in the market. 
I think no, we'll see okay. some more uh, interesting stuff happening over the last couple of weeks, in the next couple of weeks for sure, actually. Um, and that's what I'm holding back for as well. You know, the, the thing is, football is so changeable and prices are going to fluctuate anyway, which is the beauty of the football index model. You know, we don't really need to add to that volatility, really. You know, it's not as if, I mean, things are naturally going to change and, and be volatile. Sometimes I find the drops for like one performance just crazy. I'm not even a Kai Havertz team over in a holder, but I was going back that one. Yeah, I found that nuts as it's well. So I was weird. like, wow, that's like a nearly 25% drop off. That's like, so hard to lose that bet, in my opinion, on Kai Havertz. For a tw- 20-year-old player. Yeah, t- a 20-year-old, outstanding talent with 10 to 12 years at the top. You know, you know, one big summer transfer can do 50, 60, 70p if he leaves Chelsea. Never mind the PBs at 28p a goal day and media for winners in cup games like last night. I mean, that is the, the, the value is so ridiculous. And again, again I'm not a Kai owner, but it, it's all very knee-jerk at the moment and reactionary. The returns but, are so good. I mean, I like there are players who are under three pounds, yeah, but 10, yeah. 10, t- 10 PB wins. You've got that's career what, dividends. You're so right. And that's what I wanted to say. I'm upset that the five times IPD has pay, painted over the... Like wonderful double deals we've got. Oh, it's you know, I've seen people. I've seen people state things like, "Let's just be careful how we end this five times IPD, and let's hope they do something to ease <laughs> it or incentivize." What planet are you living on? <laughs> we've got double dividends, value which is absolutely outstanding. But you want Adam Cole to come around your house in leather chaps and do a little dance for you as well? I mean, think, it's not right, Fig. It's not. It's right not out there. The, 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 we the, need to pull the ratios up here. The ratios are the best they've been from a dividend price standpoint since January 2018. Yeah, so everyone who really says, get a grip. you know, everyone who says, "Oh God, I wish I joined FI earlier." This is your chance. No, this is this is this is the this is the best price to dividend ratios we will see. I think. This is the the biggest we'll see them ever. Yeah. Money flows downhill and there is going to be a stage where a lot of money flows into these holds and these players because they represent just tremendous value. The yields are just and too good. I'm surprised they're sitting there at the moment, but there you go. Such is I life. Mean, the, longest they, the longer they sit there, the, the, the more money that smart traders are going to make. Yes. Which is yeah. uh, which yeah. is an issue. Yeah. and I'll tell you another thing that Perry said that was really funny. Actually. Oh, Perry, like, this Perry, that Perry, this Perry, that. But it just reminded me, it sparked me because I was editing it this morning. <laughs> but yeah. he basically said he was like, he was like, it baffles me that people wait for player prices to go up before buying. And he was that's, like, I mean, that's unbelievable. Yeah, it, it's yeah. like he's like, it's going to Asda seeing something half price and then being like, oh, I'll wait till it goes up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah I, I, know, I know why it's. He said the exact same thing. He said, I, I know why, uh, because of the momentum you want to wait for. But it doesn't yeah. make any sense. It, it, the, the, the best thing to do in most forms of trade... Well, actually, I'm going to really talk for my gambling and trading. But I guess sometimes you can wait to see things turn around. But at that point, you've often lost some value, you know, in a sporting event. You know, it's difficult to sometimes see things when things haven't turned. I'm probably botched that up a bit but you know yeah p- people waiting to see a change of momentum or a turn maybe you're adding a bit of security to it but you're losing a hell of a lot of value as well yeah so, yeah, yeah um, for sure I-, I find it crazy so. uh, and and it's that thing um i think i referenced in my thread that uh dan from index game always, yeah. always says it feels like bad sentiment will never turn when it's yeah, bad yeah, but, it, yeah. but it does until it does, it does basically yeah, so yeah, i understand i think and that's not on the market as a whole, like I'm not no. saying there's bad sentiment. I think there's particular players that have like bad sentiment behind them for one reason or another. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's really interesting, though, why you get market downturns and cycles. I think here there's five or six factors that we spoke about last week, so there's no point repeating it. Um, and I do think at a very, very high level, we're just in a little tricky phase here where we've got this bit of an identity crisis, which I've always hopped on about, where the product isn't sophisticated enough yet for high-level traders, and it's not simple enough for lower-level gamblers, so it may be off-putting, you know, with the lack of education and order books, and people will just want a safe place to store money and don't want things to drop. And, you know, yes, they need to be educated, but so I just think the product is just in that little bit of a transitional phase. So, um, but there you go. But a, fork, no, a fork in the road. A f- uh, is that the right saying? I guess, although I don't really... But I think they I don't could go, think it is a fork I think the they could go down, down both forks. Yeah, that's exactly it. So it's not a fork <laughs> in the road. It's I not. would say it's like a flight of stairs... But there's this step, which is like three steps combined. So, uh-huh. you know, like you need to just like stretch up and, and get that next step. And then you properly lunge. Get yeah. those hamstrings. I working. used to do that every now and then, you know, to stretch. How many stairs can you climb up in one go with your little legs? My little legs are taller than you. My legs are longer than yours. I don't know. Um, I've Probably never... four, I reckon you could do. On an average four UK flights. Staircase. No, what? on an average UK staircase. I want people to do this if they're listening. Um, how many stairs... Can you like so you've got your left foot on the ground floor? How many stairs uh, can you put your right foot up and then bring yourself up onto that? <laughs> Maybe five or six. We may have a few people that can do that. <laughs> You're probably a three. And then send a picture with a hashtag panda challenge. Yeah, I tell you what, panda hashtag panda challenge this week. If you, anyone can reply and show me how many steps you can reach up with your right leg, I'll be most interested. And actually, there's a Panda Musings channel now opened up on the Patreon. So if you do want to find my uh, weekly life musings, then I can. There you go, Fig. I'm I've got forced into making that, which I'm quite... I'm definitely going to lose some patrons off the back of that. <laughs> yeah, I, know, yeah. <laughs> I often give one thought a day. Um, I, I, made, I made the channel and no other channel had any other activity for the next like 24 hours. I was quite disappointed. Yeah, yeah. I was teaching people about the hydraulic press and then I done <laughs> some dog chat. So every day I'm going to try and offer <laughs> <another hydraulic press. laughs> Well, I think this is a <laughs> right. good, good transition into the quiz, isn't it? Right, here we go then. Here we go. Oh, I dun, wanted dun, to get dun. some music. I wanted to get some music. I'll put some music in post. All right, for the game show, like yeah. Okay, right. Here we go then, Fig. Okay, ten questions, please. Uh, play along, play along at home with a pen and paper if you'd like. Uh, this is. I got my notepad out. This is the Prince of uh, Prince of Pops quiz of two thousand and twenty, and September uh, the twenty fourth. Here we are now, and bring your loved ones in, girlfriends or whatever. Um, right. Anyway, off we go. Question number one, Fig. What is the real name of glamour model Jordan? you up front i've got no fucking idea do you I've know who jordan no, is yeah i do i do but i've got no fucking clue mate but do you know what she looks like yes you know jordan okay. yes she went out with a footballer um she's dwight got york. that yeah dwight york she's got okay. a she's got some sort of okay. show i'm actually genuinely impressed you know who she is to be fair so <laughs> what i'm gonna do there because i'm i'm uh quarter point i'll take a quarter point there i'm gonna give you a half oh generous. i'm gonna be kind there because you know i want to do okay and i'm not good right her name is katie price oh yeah of course fucking hell i'm so dumb okay right <laughs> um <laughs> who is the mother 
of Philip and Grant Mitchell. Is this EastEnders? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, fuck off. No, no points. There. No, no point. Okay, that is uh, Peggy. <laughs> Peggy Mitchell is the answer there, played by Barbara Windsor. Oh, my um, God. Who is Kim Kardashian married to? Oh, easy, mate. Come on. Well, who is it then? It's easy. Oh, yes, yes. Sorry. Yeah, I thought you said it's easy. No, yeah, <laughs> right. well, well done. So that's one point. That's I didn't. I didn't know if you'd get that, you know. No, come on. Uh, 99% urban. Of course I'd get that. Right. Um, question number four for you. Who presented the hit television show Gladiators? Oh. I don't half know. A point, half a point for each presenter. I've got n- no idea. Honestly. Did you ever watch it? I don't even know if I did. Uh, and I know we've got a question about Robot Wars that I'm scared to answer from the Discord. Because yeah. I watched it, but I don't. I was yeah. so little that I don't remember any of the robots. So, mm, mm. sorry, no, no. Okay, points for um, that one. the uh, it was Ulrika Johnson who uh, had an affair with Sven Goran Eriksson, the yeah. blonde Swedish weather lady, and yeah, it yeah. was John Fashionu. Okay, the Wimbledon footballer. Right, number five. What is the largest grossing cinema release of all time? <sighs> if you come up with either film here, because two of them are extremely close together, I will give you. Uh, a point. It's quite a new highest grossing. Yeah, so like most, you know, you buy a ticket for six pounds. That that you know, like most tickets sold, most money. So made that's not like the bo- box office earnings, is it? Is that it? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's quite a new film, isn't it? Um, yeah. I mean, the one that yeah, there's two of them, right? One of them is probably about ten, twelve years old, and one of them is very, very new. And is it one of the Avengers films? I feel like one of it those. It is. It is. If you is it. Yeah. Is it the, you know the, 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 the final one, right? The, the latest called? one. Um, fucking hell. What is it called? Um, uh, Endgame. Endgame. Yes! Come on. Yes. Right. That's two, That's and, a two half and a half out of five. So I just You're need to on, replicate this. You just plus need to replicate one it. Right. This to is get where, six. Right. Can you name one judge from Strictly Come Dancing? <laughs> <laughs> um, oh... Who's the really camp guy? Uh, oh, mate. I know I can see the guy's face. Do you know what I mean? I just yeah. don't know his name. I don't know any of them. Okay, I will. Uh, the answers for those playing along at home, I could have gone for anyone. Craig Revel Hallwood, Bruno Tonioli uh, sits on the left. Arlene Phillips, is she still on it? I'm not so sure. Uh, no, she's not, actually. Um, I forgot. Shirley Bass. Shirley? Oh, I forgot the middle two myself, <laughs> which isn't good. Uh, it's classic, just, though, isn't it? Like Shirley Ballas, Craig Revel-Hallwood, Motsi Mabusi, and Bruno Tonioli's being replaced. But anyway, I, I would have been leaning with that. So you're on two and a half still. Okay. Um, who has taken over from Sandy Toxvig as host of Great British Bake Off? Fuck knows, mate. Who the fuck knows <laughs> don't, that? Don't you watch Great British Bake? No, not really. Do you, I don't understand. Not often. In this, po- mate, I'm a mogul. I do you think you I've got time to waste like that. You are so mogul.y It's quite unbelievable. Oh my word! You don't know this, right? It's uh, Matt Lucas from Little Britain. Ah, with a bald head. Yeah, funny. Yeah, man. It was a new, a new series this week, I think. Um, so I need, no I chance. need to score 
Well, no, I've lost. Now. You need to you need to run the tra- tra- run the table here. I do. Yeah, uh, you're on two and a half. This is question number eight, I believe. Um, you won't get this. This is silly. I shouldn't have put this one in. Do you know the middle name of Elvis Presley? No, who the fuck does me? I know who the fuck of, does. I this if I if you gave me a popular culture quiz, this is so easy. Uh, it's Aaron. Okay, brilliant. Yeah. Elvis Aaron Presley. Right. Fair play to anyone work at home who's got that, because honestly, this is ridiculous. That was a bit of a tricky stupid, one, stupid quiz. <laughs> right, number nine. What are the two... Right, I only need one of these. One of the two longest-running musical theatre productions on Broadway and the West End. So Broadway in New York, West End, London. Can you name one of the two? There's two of them that are both very, very long-running. Oh, I don't know. The Lion King's been around forever, hasn't it? It's not that one. It's I'm not that one, is it? You. But that is a, you're on the you're on the right. I'm on the path. right track. That is a musical. Yes, I'm surprised. <laughs> you <didn't realize. laughs> um, mate, I'm just not into that stuff. Do you know what I mean? I'm not. I don't know I'm not a musical goer. Anymore. I'm okay, an urban fine. man. Fine. Okay. Shall I? Do you want the answer then? Yeah. It's uh, Phantom of the Opera or Les Mis. I was going to say Les, Les Mis. Mis I was actually going to say Les Mis. Well, you didn't. So you're I stuck on two no. and a half out of nine this is an absolute dismal <laughs> display uh and question number 10 can you name two members and you only need to go first name of one direction uh louis louis is correct um and harry yes well done cheers round of applause there we'll um, take three and a half you finish with three and a half out of ten. I should have got Les Mis. Honestly, that was going to be I my thought, second guess. But like, Les Mis and Katie Price. I thought. I, I thought, thought. I thought. Les, I thought they would be like less obvious ones. Do you know what I mean for the for the musicals? So I was yeah. just like, no, I Katie Price. I've just lost my head there. I'm not going to. Yeah, lie Katie you. Price. I think you'd have known, and I think Les Mis or Phantom of the Opera. You could have got to, and actually, five out of ten. I would have donated to charity. Oh, um, but three, maybe, three and a half. Look, I might time. run. I might run one in a month's time each month, and uh, you know, <laughs> see if I can get better. Yeah, so that's oh, that right. Shocking Good stuff. That. Well, while you get the questions up, I'll plug the patron. Okay, man. Um, dot com forward slash FI guide. That is where I create extra content, uh, early release content, uh, premium webinars and all that kind of stuff. £3, £5, £8 and £12 tiers uh, over on the Patreon, the Fig Patreon, which I think has the best Football Index content around. Um, as Panda mentioned, unfortunately, there's been a Panda Musings channel Added to mm. the Discord, which I'm mm. you know, quite mm. upset about. But yeah, I've Black been overall Widow sh- Black Widow showing her tattoos off to me. Yeah, Him? Black Widow guy. I think it's I think a it's girl. a lady. Okay. Um, but uh, <laughs> without context, that obviously sounds like a very oh god, that strange sounds part awful. Of the Discord, doesn't it? Yeah, no, um, no, we don't just do that. On I had an argument today about Granite Xhaka. Did you see that in the general? Um, no, I haven't what, been. Like, are you a fan of him, Granite Xhaka? Yeah. What do you think of him? I think he's all right. Yeah, you know. Yeah. yeah See, I, I think he'd get into every Premier League team apart from Liverpool and Man City. Um. Yeah, with the right support around him. Yeah, I think as long as he's not left isolated and vulnerable, then you know I think he's got huge quality on the ball. So yeah, I don't think it's a terrible shot. Yeah, yeah. All right, go on. You ask a question. Right. Oh, um, this is uh, Rob C. We're going to kick off with him. And as always, I will just run down what's in front of me and try and whip through these. Panda, on the military history front. Oh, you haven't given, not given much this week. Have you looked into the grisly yet endlessly fascinating Allied deception to disguise the 1943 invasion of Sicily? Operation Mincemeat. Uh, yes, I have. Fig, for your benefit. This is where British intelligence, I believe, um, 
got a body of a dead person and floated them just off the coast of Spain. And they planted loose leaf tobacco, uh, war plans, uh, like a, a picture of his girlfriend. So they dressed him up as a British soldier. And, and Hitler was convinced that that these were the real plans of the Allied forces and that basically uh, the British Allied uh, army were going to invade Greece. So he, the Nazis sent all their troops to Greece. No way. And literally, yeah, left Sicily in southern Italy unoccupied, not to the same extent. And we crept through uh, Sicily and turned the course of the war. I think that was in 19... Oh, he, he tells me 1943, yeah. But that's in essence what that is. Wow. Similar to my leaflet dropping piece that I offered a week or two ago. To yeah, me. really interesting. You got, there you go, mate. You got clever. You got to get clever in times of war, you know. You do actually. You know, sub uh, subterfuge is that the word? Mm. Anyway, so there you go. Right over to you. Question here from Northern Fi: Favorite Robot Wars house robot? And he says, oh. "If Vic hasn't watched Robot Wars, I'm quitting the Patreon." I have. I just don't remember them because I was so young. Yeah, I mean, I was really young as well with Craig Charles. There, there was one with a chainsaw i think yeah like, the one that came from the top like at the back of it yeah it's yeah. just chainsawed all of them didn't it, it could cut through you uh yeah. that was always my favorite although the chainsaw was quite blunt but i just don't know what that one was called off the top of my head i'm afraid mm. Mm. Um, your turn yeah uh this is from form cruncher fi oh, i have you seen this stuff it's quite interesting isn't it i haven't actually no. you haven't decent go, account go have a look while i'm asking okay. the next question okay um Form Cruncher FI. I know Panda loves an arc. I do. So what do you think a player's career value arc looks like? Um, if a player scored exactly the same MPB and MB points his entire career and Div's payout never changed and he was worth £10 at his peak, 27 That's quite a tricky question. That's, I think we're going to have to put that on hold for next week. I'm not going to lie to Form Cruncher. I mean, it, be it, all day. there's quite big assumptions in that, that you're literally winning... Like completely equal PB and MB through your whole career. Yeah. And if you're going to reach 10, I'll, I'll just contemplate that because we haven't got anything around, you know, time value of money or discounting factors. I guess he's just basically saying it's most simplistic perspective. So therefore, yeah. if he's only going to earn 10 pounds at his peak and you knew that going into it from T zero, which is today, you might argue it depreciates from £10 down to zero, like a motor vehicle in accounting. There's a few ways you can take that question. I mean, if I know he's going to always, he's going to be worth £10 and that's always what he's going to win and nothing's going to change, then I would pay £10 for that asset now and let it depreciate over time. Mm. Mm. Um, mm. We've got a question here from the handsome show pony. Um, mm. Can we get an urban song of the week as well as a word? Also, when Sugar. is the pup arriving, Panda? Got a few mm. furloughed mates who would happily take on walking duties for you. I take yep. it Mogul will be on brown egg collection duty in the garden. <laughs> yes. That is terrible. Uh, the pup arrives tomorrow at 1pm. So I've been busy building a fence to secure the, the grounds this week because um, there was too much fencing to put up for one groundsman and his team. So I've been helping out there. And, uh, yeah, built an indoor cage and things like that. Crate training. So that's tomorrow. And then in terms of songs, really good question. Urban songs. Two legends, I think, of the scene at the moment. Uh, one from his, from one's from the Griselda label, which I like, one of the albums of the year. Um, it's Tell Me a Ting by D double E Kano. Oh, God. So that's, uh, uh, and then the other rap one I'm liking at the moment, which I listened to earlier on my walk around the block and to post a letter was Lemon featuring Method Man. <laughs> uh, with Conway the Machine on, so a uh, couple there for you. 
Moving on. Um, <laughs> moving swiftly on because I just can't hear you talk about like, you just I don't know any what of people, that stuff. Seriously, I just can't believe this. Right, go on. Um, got a question here from Fi Jack from the uh, Fig Discord. Hello, Jack. Uh, what Peter plays for the average punter with no previous trading or finance experience once the order books are fully introduced, or will they just be the baby gazelles in the harsh savanna environment that Fi Ooh. will become? Bloody hell, that is. Didn't re- I only read the first half of that when I first had a look, and that is a lot more gruesome. That's gruesome. Than I, I mean, look, we're, we're always going to have gazelles that operate in these savannas with lions like myself around. I mean, panda by name, lion by nature, and so we will always have these gazelles floating around, and we and that's good. And the idea is that you grow and you learn and you escape a few lions, and then you know you kind of mature and maybe go undergo metamorphosis and become a lion. So I don't think they'll get left behind if they're willing to learn, adapt, pay for an education. I mean, you know, in a sports gambling world, I think most winners I've ever met have had big losses at the start. And um, it's almost like you go to university, you pay to become a lawyer. You know, I think you have to pay time and some money to become successful at anything. So um, that's how I'd answer that one. Hmm. Uh, football index legacy. I think we touched upon it, but look, will the end of the IPD... Uh, offer promote a calmer market or will the downward pressure remain until liquidity is increased and spreads are continuously closed up p.s love you <laughs> yeah, i like you too but well i mean this is interesting because james grady from the facebook page which is facebook.com forward slash uh football index guide which you should definitely go and like give they me really some likes sh- you really should really should but he says what do you think the impact of the ipd promo coming to it and two percent commission on bids will have on the market from october because that's something that people seem to be forgetting about panda isn't it um yeah i mean if the spreads are very large though will the two percent really help much mm, I, mean, I, I i think things become very calm i mean i think there'll be a trigger event to get things moving um you know mbappe with covid and trent didn't take one corner and a lot of corners were down the left hand side and you know sancho didn't look like he was coming so there, there's some sort of extra anus factors that are at play in the market along with some other things so Overall, I do think it'll promote a calmer market once I IPD drops off. But to shape the downward pressure probably requires a combination of those other measures or Sancho to United as much as, you know, people are bored of it. That's just a fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think um, I don't really know if it's going to be one thing that sparks it. But I do I do just think that it's a game of chicken and the yields will win. That's my that's my hypothesis. Yeah, no, they just I, they're I just too big for them for the price is not they'll go up yeah like that's yeah. just my hypothesis okay is it my turn um, it is indeed seb wassell who was on the podcast oh i still you didn't usually I, I i will do usually i always listen and find the time and then give you a little bit of a review at the start <laughs> i haven't listened to seb yet but i heard very good things and i will listen to Seb. very so good apo- he's apologies to seb is that short for sebastian i, I believe so Right. So no, he is short though. He told me he's five seven. So he's a five foot seven Sebastian. Let me just add that to the It's about your height, isn't it? Well fuck yeah. Five, I'm I'm probably six one in good pair of shoes. Jesus. I, and that's what we call folks delusion. Um <laughs> can we avoid situations like we've had with the introduction of order books, volatility, panic and dips forever, or is it inevitable that if we want to eventually have a free ish market supported by Nasdaq that another correction is coming? Oh, I don't know. Fig, do you want to take that one? I'm bored of these questions. Oh, so, no, sorry. No, I really like Seb, by the way. No, I mean, to, oh, look, hang on. Hey, look, here. Fig, Football Index have just tweeted live. 
If you know, you know. Oh, God. TBT, sake. Throwback Thursday. Um, oh, they're doing a share split, aren't they? At five o'clock. Because, uh, look, all the prices they're putting up are £2.25, £1.50. No, this is just like the beginning of the index. This is what so what does that mean? Like. I don't know. If you know, you know, then. What, it's like, mean? it's five years old, I guess. So it's the birthday. Um, yeah. So it's, so it's going to be today or tomorrow, the bonus. Um, maybe? I don't know. Like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> I, I mean, I enjoy it. but then Sorry, Sebastian. So that was a very rude answer. It's because... I've answered this question so many times. I mean, not so many times, but everything we said last week, and I just feel guilty about repeating it all because people probably heard it. You know what I mean, Fig? Yeah, no, I think for me, um, Mm. how I see a, you know, properly functioning market work working is if you have depth of book and a player is listed at like an absurd price, that's just gobbled up. Buy an abundance of bits. In a semi-efficient market. In a semi-efficient market. Semi, or, I mean, or market makers take them up. And I believe yes. that, you know, if people did see the depth and we saw like, oh, wow, like all the all the bids on X player are £9, um, but someone's willing to tell him for 8 25 you just gobble it up. Um, yeah. And yeah. I just think, I think depth's going to be a big thing. I think increased activity from market makers is going to be a big, big mm. thing. I but, think. That- I mean, you know, the thing is, what I've, you know, we've got to be aware here with market depth. It's all well and good adding that bolt onto the platform, and everyone's hailing it as this new savior. But you can see lots of spoofing with that. You know, I can put a massive wall up, to, and I wouldn't do it, but I could, you know, put hundreds and hundreds of sale orders in, couldn't I? You know, of a of a big player I hold. And then people look at that and study it and think, wow, there's a lot of downward pressure there. And it could create a movement down. So there's other pitfalls to fall into sure. as we progress and advance the market mechanics. Sure. But like if you put them in, right, and you weren't willing to sell and market makers started buying them off you or traders started buying them off you, you'd probably unlist yeah, but them. I'd put them one or two P up higher than where I needed to. So it looked like there was a massive block and money was waiting to like yeah, be but, sold. To- but, but like why would that I, I don't really see why that would deter that many users unless it was like no, a no. crazy amount of volume right mm, and you mm, can see mm. that shit that that block's not going anywhere for a while um, yeah. and in the same way if some of them started to sell and that big block creator was like oh i'm gonna unlist then the the, the price would bounce up yeah. the only issue you'd have if this people started undercutting that big block i mean mm. again these these arguments are so nuanced that like it's very hard to they are indeed it's so very hard and and also it's like well what if said player scores what happens yeah do you know yeah. what i mean like it's yeah. not like a it's not like a stock exchange where or or like you know company stocks where you're waiting for a quarterly report mm. you know, it's mm. it's a lot mm. more transient than it's that it's very it, it's it, a lot of the answers to these are quite subtle and there are layers to them so i mean there's another one here from talking turkey Oh, had a good thread this week. Go and look at it. Didn't reference topping up too much. I think that's just like chink in the armor of the turkey. But uh, trade education, he says. Sure, he'll like that comment. Should FI do more? And if so, what should it look like? I mean, I'll probably need to think about that. You know, should they be educating traders? I think we said yes, didn't we, on order books last week? They probably should have been more material and a better understanding of those mechanics. But I'm not sure what what more they should be doing and have an onus to. Mm. I'll yeah. think about that one. Um, over to you. What have we got? What have we got? What have um, we got here? What have we got? 
What have we got here? Um, we've got some nonsense stuff. We've got I'm some loads that. of nonsense stuff. Sorry. Oh, you know, um, through this abuse and nonsense. Oh, I'm going to ask the the run fat boy <laughs> run one day. Sorry. Um, uh, Fabrizio broke the news, and he keeps spell- spelling Riola. Why like, is he so obsessing wrong? over Mrs. Panda? I know, but can I just call ways? him out for call uh, for um, <laughs> spelling? Me and Arola, N-R-A-N-I-O-L-I-A. So I he can't even... I don't know what Raniola. Maybe he spelled That's that on so the run. That's so bad. Maybe on the run. He secured yeah. yourself a good divorce. You find yourself out on the town. You meet a lovely young lady who yep. wants to introduce her to her dad, who also happens to be an ex-footballer. Who are you more scared to meet as a dad, Yapstam or Scott Brown? Um, Have you seen Scott Brown with hair, by the way? No. It's weird. No. Was he had a transplant or just grown it out? No, he's just grown it. Yeah. Probably Scott Brown. He looks a touch more aggressive to me. You know, I think Yapstam is imposing, but Scott Brown's got that tenacity to him, which I wouldn't be that comfortable around. He can go at me quite quickly. So probably S- Scott Brown I'd, I'd want to avoid in that scenario. Hmm. Um, okay. Yeah. Your turn. Um, yes. What was that question, by the way, Fig, that we got? He keeps having to go at us every week and being oh, let down. Oh, man. Oh. Can you find that quick? No, I can't. I don't know where it is. I was, we said we'd kick off the show this week. Well, we lied to the poor fella. We uh, are going to do it. Whoever that is, can you please... Uh, can you DM me? It's oh, it's Pompey please. Josh. I found it's it. Pompey Josh. Found it. Right, right. Go right, on. Let's give... Right, go on. What's the question then? I don't know. You, you, I thought you had it. No, I just said... I thought you had the account the way you just said that. Um, Pompey Josh. Uh, he said... Here we go. Hey, oh, he said, he said, down. question is, top 20 players, Snog, marry, avoid, and you can't use Sancho. So Snog is, right. yeah, a bit Hang of on. a fling. Marry, I wanted to keep a hold of this good and, and avoid right. is, nah, I don't want that garbage. Good question. That's okay, the top let 20. Me, let me just log in and have a quick look. Right, highest price, top 20. Now, I'm going to marry. I know who I'm avoiding. Right, I'm See? Actually, it's between two. Right. Actually, okay, between three. Actually, so let's go snog first, shall we, for a quick fling? Go on, snog. Who are you snogging? Um, probably, probably Kevin De Bruyne. If it's a quick fling, I might go for Timo Werner. Yeah, I just think De Bruyne is more secure to get me some dividends. And that's fair. Um, yeah, we'll have a sweet for the night. Enjoy ourselves. Why not? Who's um, your marry? Marry. I'm going to marry Mason Greenwood. <sighs> Interesting. This is close between option number six in the charts and 13. Who are you going to marry? 13. Oh, yeah. I see you've gone for longevity. I'll go for Kylian Mbappe. Oh, that's a good answer. He <laughs> oh, yeah, three. that's a good answer. It's no, just number two on the index. I forgot he was there. I started from Neymar. Sugar. Um, that's avoid? Um, who am I going to avoid on there? Do you know what? I'm going to be controversial because I don't want to be boring. I'm okay. going to avoid Marcus Rashford. Wow. That is really harsh, isn't it? I think there um, are two obvious avoids in this. Right, list, okay. Which I, well, again, I think it's Messi and Pogba who are the avoids, probably. Like, if you ask okay. if you asked 100 traders, I think those two would be the most obvious but avoids. But Messi might still be coming to Manchester City next summer. He has well, got that. Count. Again. I think if you offered, if you said to 100 traders who are the... Yeah, who, survey offered, says. I yeah. think survey says those two are the most That's least really popular. But yeah, I think I like Sterling to... and Kane wouldn't be too far off. 
you know what I'd love to do? I'd like to go in a room and do a live show to 100 people and give them little pads and like multiple A, B, C, D. You know, like who wants to be a millionaire? And ask them questions and get live feedback in. That'd be quite fun. <laughs> Time you know, to like, ask the audience. <laughs> yeah, we could do that question. Who are you going like, to avoid in the top 20? Oh, um, man. All right, go anyway, on your turn. Right, go on. I've got to get racing here because dinner's soon. Yeah, uh, bloody hell. No, I mean, I've got a little bit of time. Uh, of course I mean, Football and XTW, I'd loathe to give Oh, this is so publicity. funny. Honestly, I was cracking up. I can't stop watching that I video. I genuinely thought it was a disgrace. Uh, he's what is that garage? <laughs> <laughs> he said it's dutty. I don't even know. I, I, I'm not, I don't speak like that at all. I don't wear shirts like that. I mean, You do? I've seen you I, in a shirt like that. About, I have the most sophisticated jackets known to man. Boxer jackets, as SOTV <laughs> calls them. I <laughs> I don't, I don't dress like that. I tell you, he does look like one that I, that was there. At the he time. looks like what? I don't even want to give the account's name because it might be rude. Well, actually, you can. He looks like TC. It's not me. I genuinely just nearly fell off my chair. Yeah, uh, oh the, my yeah. I mean, to be honest, it's not. It's not true. I tell you, an urban oh. word I've been using a lot this week, mate. Oh this, my is God. One. this is one for TC oh in, that, in that video. It does look like TC at the, at the bar. Um, slime. Do you do you know this urban? No, word? I don't, mate. Sorry. So when someone's a good friend of yours, he's my slime. You oh, say. come on. Right, never mind about that. Right, um, Tommy Staggs, FI Tommy Staggs. All right, Gaffer. Oh, I've not got back to him yet. He's pissed. I'm probably right, Gaffer. Not I've agreed. I'm going to sponsor right. the I'm training. I'm probably tops. not going to because I get nothing from it, Tommy. So. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen? I've shown you my uh, thick pint glasses, though. That I might Very be good. coming up Very with. Good. They look magical, don't they? Probably your best bit of merch. Um, it says after afternoon, thick and panda. If you yeah. had to pick three breakthrough stars for this season, who would they be? Cheers, guys. <sighs> I mean, look, it's going to be obvious, boring, and uh, Ray and Shirky and Sue Fatty, and then um, I mean, I don't even know if they're classified as breakthrough styles, to be honest. Um, you know, you might get Makoko have a little go, but probably nah. not because he's, he's getting not called up 16, in November. Is he? No, but he's getting called up in a month, isn't he? In November, maybe. November, yeah. Um, um, not too sure. Uh, Pulisic doesn't count. Someone like him who was no, like in and out no, the no. side last season. No, okay. no, no. So it's got to be proper left field. Yeah, and I'm loath to give those names away anyway. Mm, that's the point. That's the thing, right? You know, that's why I've given some that people know of. Yeah, I mean, Ashish looks all right at Saint Etienne, doesn't he? Yes, um, but I mean, does that really count again? Is that too obvious? Oh, we've given him four names there. Yeah, we've given them four. FI Lambing's here to you, Fig. Uh, what do you make of the Robbo versus Trent debate? I think it's it's essential. Like, I think it's just basically reflective of the what the in-play dividends has done market-wise. Um, mm. I think there's the short-term versus long-term. You've also got like however many years difference between those two players uh, in age, which I think a lot of people aren't factoring in. Um Look, do I think Robertson could win some PB this season? Probably. Is he going to win more than Trent? No. I don't think so. I'd be shocked. The odds are definitely oh, yeah. against him. Yeah, I'd, I'd be shocked, yeah. I mean, like, I think I think Trent's out of form and not fit and not playing very well. He so did look better drop, against Chelsea. He did look a touch better. Very good defensively, the, the, the drop's completely understandable. There has been a little shift, I think, in terms of set pieces. Hard to ignore that. So, yeah. you know, but I still think he's hugely undervalued. So... But I, I get the sentiment being against him at the moment, yeah. Um, what do I make? I, yeah, I kind of agree with what your thoughts are, to be honest. I won't rehash that. Um, yes, anyway, uh, your question. 
Is it? Okay. Talking Turkey. Trade your edu- education. Should FI we do more? We answered that one. Move on. Did we? we? That one. Yeah. yeah we Have we? We said we're not sure. And okay. We need to think about it. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, Ginge Index. Ginge oh, Dex. Yes. You mentioned in the last podcast you could give advice about how to win a woman, which turns my head. Please could I have some tips on how to win a girlfriend? I have no problem attracting beautiful women, but in-play dividends last longer than my relationships. Wow. Uh, first piece of advice out there. I've got it on my office wall here to the right, and it says stop texting first and see how many dead plants you've been watering. And, you know, it's, it's a sound piece of advice that you can do three times a year if you need to, flush out the phone book. You know, if you were to stop texting someone, would they text you back? Um, that, that is a good little test. Um, if he's attracting them in the first place and that's half the battle, that's good. Cause obviously as someone that frequented the Essex club scene, like I did and competed with men with sleeves, tattoos, fake tans, white teeth, you know, I had to be a very sharp customer to attract the ladies, but the, the, the women in Essex I found were quite vacuous. So they were for a certain type. So anyway, so he's attracting the women. Um, how does he keep them? Well, he, I think he just needs to slow play it. You know, like when you've got a Royal Flush in poker, you don't want to go all in straight away uh, and scare people off the table. You want to incrementally raise throughout and build to a crescendo. So I think for him, it's extremely important to slow play and not play hard to get, but just to give bits away about yourself slowly, but surely uh, lots of foreplay Um and just not rush it, because I've heard this guy is a bit of a groper, and no girls like to be groped. So you've just got to slow things down a bit, is my advice. Okay, that went on way longer than I expected. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> I was a Cas- I was Casanova, you know, that's why I was killed up, you know. But they say you can't tame a lion. So, you know, there are the elements of that with me, I'm afraid. A lion needs to wander around the savannah. <laughs> Go on, your turn. I'll get away from this nonsense, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, right, this is, assuming no FI intervention, predict the next huge riser and the event that triggers it. Look, for me, it's boring. It's going to be the bid from Woodward, <laughs> United. It's going to be a rocket like you've not seen MCR, ABC. <laughs> easy, <laughs> easy answer there, isn't it? Yeah, um, yeah. Got to stick to that now. I mean, uh, look, I'll have egg on my face in two weeks if need be. Right. Mm-hmm. FI ball, quick one for you here, Fig. Who's the best German hold for the next three years and why? Gnabry, Havertz, someone else? Uh, as in German player? Yes, German. Hold. Yeah, yeah. If I had to hold Sane, for three years. He's got... If I had to hold for three years, might be Sane, actually. I would hold Sane, without doubt. Maybe. Yeah. Um, got a question here from Football Index, Tony Stark, which is one of my oh, favourite yes. accounts. Iron uh, Man. What are your opinions on sessions? Not sure the times are great for media and play Ooh. dividends and also yeah. what happens to yeah. traders in New Zealand, etc. If we ever yeah. get into other territories with a time difference. Do you remember Kiwi FI who, who, who woke up like at 6am yes. for the raw quiz? Yeah, 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 quite handsome chap. As People well, will do crazy yeah. things, Stark, for this, for this platform. They do. Don't underestimate do. it, mate. No, they really We had a man do. Um, from New Zealand drinking beer at 6am. He got up at 6am for the quiz. That was so good, that was. That, that was, was a decent quiz, that. Yeah. Um, apart from some of my like, answer checking, which was wrong. Um, what's, the, what's, the, what's the question? <laughs> what your opinion on oh, sessions? sessions? Yeah, so I am someone that doesn't believe this is a stock market in any way, shape or form. This is a fun gambling platform. Yes, there's a lot of money and there's some similarities, but it's ultimately a gambling platform. On every other gambling platform, I can bet on sporting events that operate 24-7. Um, it wasn't a problem for me before Black Sunday. Maybe we need some stability and, and let that let the dust settle on that. But I don't really like sessions. I mean, I felt I got an unfair advantage 
when I bought Alfonso Davis at 4am on the position change. So if they can correct certain bits and pieces, then I think it should be open 24-7. If it was to be closed, I think I said this, it should be closed for only two or three hours every night, routinely between two and five or something, or one and four, one and five. Because look, people like Milkman get up at 3.30, 4am to go to work, might want to have a trade, you've got night shift workers. <laughs> they should be able to have automated control if you're... If you, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, uh, FI is like a whole company strategy is going to start revolving around the milkman. <laughs> yeah. That's 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 what they're saying. Like, that's but what, what about the milkman? <laughs> yeah, what about the milkman? Uh, to me, there should be automated controls that monitor trading behavior, and you know, you you should be able to click self exclusion. I don't want to be able to log in between the hours. Like, I don't know. I think there should be an element of control on it from us humans. They can offer us the tools to self-exclude or do things, but I think you've got to have more control than that. So I think it should remain open. And I think it was more engaging when it was open. Mm. You may disagree with me though, Fig. Um, it's a really tricky one. I, I actually kind of see, I'm, I'm, I'm a fence setter on this one. I think I know that's, I know that's uh, quite, uh, that's me fanning about a little bit, but um, I, yeah, I, I see both sides. I see the, the side where, you know, um, it actually makes little sense. It, one of the reasons that markets are um, kind of constrained by time at the moment is due to very kind of, um, it's due to very traditional and legacy reasons, right? And I'm sure people with greater financial historical knowledge uh, than me um, w- will know that. Uh but for example, crypto exchanges that have hundreds of millions of pounds in them are 24-7 and they operate efficiently, effectively, uh, hundreds of billions of dollars in them rather. Um, yeah. I think I use Coinbase Pro as an example in a lot of my videos. Yeah. And I think that's like the modern era of finance, isn't it? Right? Like, I mean... I guess so. It, you know, even, even if I'm on free trade, right? Uh, if I buy or sell a stock, they tell me that it's not happening until the morning but um they're still getting ready to do that and i think you know i I see both sides i see the the side of fi where they're like well do we want to concentrate the volumes into a a shorter period of time and do we want to um appeal to people who are used to this kind of thing maybe and also then do they have to have less enforcement people less people working yeah those kind of times and and i and i think it's around marrying up the timings you know it's a Dunwell thread this week so I've, I've quoted a Lee B one your one was good Talking Turkey did a good one on trading Dunwell also offered a good one on timings and that we've got the market open at this time we've got IPD at midnight so we've got that weird crossover between market closing sorry before the IPD deadline and then we've got the PBMB deadline which is at four o'clock you know I don't know what direction they go with all these timings and to be honest it doesn't really concern me that much I mean I would leave it open but as I'm the same as you I, I see both sides of it um question here from love the wrestling so this won't be for you sadly but he says if there were he says if there was a wrestling index i think it's if there, if there were no if there was it is right uh who would be your top three wrestlers for pb and top three for mb my choice would be cm punk bret hart rick flair for pb rock austin hbk for mb um apologies for any non-wrestling people here my pb ones would be bret hart chris benoit and Kurt Angle, there's no doubt about that. And MB would probably be Rock, HBK, uh, Shawn Michaels, and Hulk Hogan. 
Okay. Uh, question here from FI Big Man Bets. Would you both welcome an announcement from FI that the new media monitor won't be implemented until January 2021 so as mm. to avoid spooking what is quite a fragile market? Implementation post-sell mm. orders 2.0, preferable? Um, for some more context, Big Man Bets is the man that, um, that, that contacted me about the fisherman. Oh, yes, yes. So he's mm. the link there. He right okay yeah yeah and he's got Stephen Gerrard as a profile photo. Um, yeah. I, I don't, I'm not too concerned to be honest. Well, I think man. the media buzz algorithm is so rubbish that I just don't care. Yeah, I, I, I just I think, do it. I think, just do yeah, it. Yeah, I, th- I think just do it. I think it's a positive, really, and I look forward to seeing the results of it. I mean, look, if it was January, I wouldn't mind, but I think just get on with it. I'm not too concerned about it. It's an improvement. Um, sustainable FI says best long term hold fig Rashford or Greenwood. See, when I saw this question, I saw it pop up on my phone, I, I just went Greenwood in my head. And then I thought, when Marcus Rashford broke on to the scene, he was scoring at the same kind of volume, but against better teams, if I seem to remember. Um, and I think he's underrated in general, Marcus Rashford. I don't know. It's I think it's Greenwood, but... I wouldn't be surprised. So I think Greenwood's fantastic, but I wouldn't be surprised if he, like his peak in his career is the kind of same as Rashford's. Like it wouldn't shock me. Mm. I mean, I, I'll i die in a ditch on this one. I'm convinced <laughs> that Greenwood is going to have five times the career of Rashford. Five I just times. Am. Yeah, I just am. So... You know, I'll go down with the ship on that one. The captain will go down on the ship in that. That's my belief. So it'll be interesting to see how things turn out. Mm. I'm just um, trying to search up how many goals Rashford has for England, for example. Yeah, I mean, I don't really care. Maybe the <laughs> listeners do. <laughs> like, I couldn't give a shit what you tell me the answer is. I, I you know, <laughs> he scored. He scored ten goals for England. Yeah, but there's no co- the trouble with you. So do you think? Game. Do you think Greenwood is scored going to score fifty goals for England, for example? Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm just asking. I'm just asking no, no. a question. You don't this need to... is the big problem I've got with the data accounts out there in the FI world. And even beyond the FI world, I don't want to offend anyone, but there's no context anymore. It's like when Deli Ali, right, was coming through the ranks and he had that wonderful season. People were pulling up comparisons to an early Gerard and Lampard. It's like, well, they played in a flat four. I mean, Gerard was right midfielder when he first came through. Deli Ali was playing off Harry Kane. Like, there's no context. Yeah, it's silly. Like, oh, he scored more like, goals than Lampard did at the same age. Yeah, and it's like, like, okay, oh. so you told me that about Rashford. And look, that's a genuine point. I know you didn't mean to do it, but I'd need to dig a little bit like scratch beneath the surface. I, I get it. Who are I they against? It. Things like that. You know, get what I mean. So, yeah. But, but again, you know, friends. if we're doing the who are, who are they against thing, right? Um, oh, I knew you could. No, just... No, no, no but like, honestly, like, I, I, I posted as a little jibe, I think, oh, I to, to you and, and some of the boys yesterday. I was like, yeah, yeah, oh, here comes one of Greenwood's customary 15 goals against yeah. non-top 10 opposition yeah, yeah, in the Premier League. He's got to do it at some point against better teams, right? Well, agree. And that was sort of my knock on Lukaku, a bit of a flat track bully. A very good striker, but did he change big games? Same as Ruth Van Nistelrooy. Scored about eight goals against the top six. You know, nothing planned. Yeah, there is an element of... yeah. I I can't believe, sorry, I'm just going to shout out some of the pricks who compared Aguero. Sergio Aguero scored over 50 goals or 45 goals against the top four, top six. So Ruth Van Nistelrooy should go wash your mouth out. Disgusted. Disgusted. Disgusting commentary. Oh, dude, this is FI pale to you. Do you think NASDAQ are having a sale influence in decision-making at the moment? One word. No. 
No. Um, Absolutely not. No way. Z- z- zero chance. And there's a, I've got a horrible comment here from Corto Maltez FI. <laughs> Let's see if you know what this means. He says, Es cierto que eres gordo y feo. Uh... I think he's saying something along the lines of, is it true you're fat and ugly, Panda? Yeah, he is. Yeah. yeah. And to be honest, look, I, I sent Fig uh, a photo of me last week. No, that, that sounds weird. But, <laughs> um, not, a, not, not a dodgy photo, but, you know, I'm not fat and ugly, am I? I mean, you know. No, no, no. People ask my looks this week and I use the word striking. Yeah. So, um, you look good with the backwards cap as well. Yeah, there you go. Uh, any last few from you? Before mm, I can't really see any others that we haven't covered. No, I, I mean, we've got a percentage well. of Sancho. We've covered that. We've got a bit around Aquaman, who we that's, can speak to whales right. and their small mammals. But that is, let me just, I've got my dossier here of notes. That's marine telepathy, the reason he can do that. And uh, the smaller the, the sea creatures he controls, better. But uh, obviously, I'll check that. Um there's much left for us really to pick over i mean no. sorry if we can't get to them all t-dog has a question here sporting panda can you ask fig who does he know who the ceo of amazon is <laughs> who the richest man in the world is and then ask him a again <laughs> i never oh, really we got we got a couple questions here from g Palo, don't we actually do we yeah go on um did you not see <laughs> No, I didn't see those. Um, I mean, it's very hard because I'm just scanning very, very quickly. Sorry. Um, do you buy into this notion going around that the green numbers on the screen are false and any profit is just fake profit? And also, do you become tired of the self-harm users, the timeline put onto themselves, others and potential new wow. users? Yeah, I, part cutting two, Cutting questions definitely. here. Yeah, p- cutting questions. Part two, I agree with. Um, part one, it's really difficult. If we were at, a market cap where I believed we were kind of say 60 to 70% saturated, then I would start to think those numbers are maybe a touch false on the, on the index. But, you know, I expect to sell these players way higher than they are now in the future. So uh, it's, it's just a guideline for me and I don't think they're false. No. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I I think I, I get the argument though, that if you needed to liquidate today, then, you know, you, they are slightly false, but I guess I don't operate under those constraints. I think it's, it's, you know, as you mentioned with Rashford and the goals he scored for England, you need to, it's, it's every situation is, is different, right? If you're um, a very short-term trader that keeps 50% of his portfolio as a cash balance, then that green number is going to mean yeah. less or more to you than someone who holds for two three years i think it's yeah yeah and, yeah. and like you know someone who holds for a very long time like yourself might be like well actually that green number is false because it should be bigger yes. <laughs> do you know what i yes. mean like it goes yeah, both yeah. ways so and no good and, and i want to leave it on this note i do agree with you though i want to cut you off this is a point from soxy you know my dating advice which and i can do a whole bloody podcast series on on romancing women romancing the stone but Soxy says, if the answer to this isn't a hairy back, I'll be disappointed. Just to add into ginge, uh, ginge decks, hairy back is quite a trump card to keep up your sleeve. So, yes, I would advise that as well. I've heard that's very fashionable. <laughs> yeah, it's... Um, uh, what can you say anymore, Fig? <laughs> it's... Yeah, I don't you know. You must be tired I'm, I'm shattered. I'm, I'm, I mean, the, the places and pla- the, the areas I drag you to... This podcast, I mean, where it goes, it's uh, mm. mad, really. Madness. Oh, well... 
Hello, I think that's week. that, isn't it? Um, I think that's all we've got time for. Thank you very Certainly much, everyone, so. for all your questions. We didn't get to answer all of them. I think we inadvertently answered most. Um, where can people find out more about you? Uh, at sporting underscore panda and I'll be back online probably next Thursday properly shocking quiz by the way man <laughs> Jesus Christ yeah I, know. I, yeah I wonder if people will get to that I think you might want to bookmark that so people can jump straight to that because that will be the highlight of the show I'm not I actually have started bookmarking for the Sunday show but this one I'm, I'm not doing it I refuse okay. it's too much work <laughs> too much work thank you very much everyone for listening have a great day Bye.